Hi, I'm Dr. Eugene K. Choi, and I'm a clinical pharmacist who has successfully left behind the 9-to-5 life and turned into a self-sustaining entrepreneur where I'm doing work that I absolutely love. And the reason I made this change was because there was something that I was believing for most of my life, and it finally hit me that it wasn't true. You see, I chased the American dream, but it absolutely failed me. I had a very, very rude awakening. You know, I grew up really poor, so I worked a ton to try to get everything that I thought I wanted. And I did it. I managed to get myself into pharmacy school, and I barely got by because I was juggling school and three other part-time jobs, but I got by. I was able to graduate, and I was able to get a six-figure salary right out of college. And it was the most money I've ever made. And I remember getting that first paycheck, but it was so anticlimactic. I remember just thinking, oh, okay. So I guess this is my life now. To work this job that I don't particularly love, but at least it will pay the bills. But I couldn't help it. There was a part deep inside of me that knew with every ounce of my being that I didn't want to settle for this. I didn't want to just do this rinse and repeat lifestyle for the rest of my life. So I started soul searching. And the way I did that was I started to go on these trips to some of the most remote areas in the world and do volunteer work, hoping that I'll find some sort of enlightenment, some sort of key, some sort of answer to my life's questions that I had on what it meant to live a fulfilling life. And so I went to some cool places uh, like Calcutta, India, where I worked with Mother Teresa's organization, where, you know, they took dying people off the streets, homeless people, to help them die with dignity and care for them on during their last days. I've gone to Thailand and worked with organizations that fought against human trafficking. And I just remember going on trips like this, right? And I was still feeling stuck. I was starting to ask myself these questions. Why, why was it that no matter what I tried, there was still this slight dissatisfaction in me? Why was I still feeling unfulfilled? And why was I still feeling that need to chase the next thing, whatever that is? And most importantly, will I even find it? And I remember on this one particular trip that I went to, I was in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and they have something called favelas. Favelas are basically slums. It's these uh, slums that are on the sides of these mountains. And it's also the most violent city in the world. More than 70% of the kids that live there don't live past 21 years old because of all the gun violence that occurs because there's a lot of drug trafficking happening because that's their main source of income in these slums. And I got caught in the middle of three gunfights while I was there. And for one of them, I remember we were taking cover in the music school that I was volunteering at. And uh, you hear the gunshots quiet down. So I come out with another staff member thinking, oh, maybe it's settled down. And as soon as I come out onto the street, right around from the corner, a, a drug trafficker just pops out and points the gun at me. My heart dropped. I thought I was going to die. I thought he was going to shoot me. Um, but fortunately, he didn't because who they were fighting were the Brazilian SWAT team that came in to raid the favela. So he went by and then I ran back in and I just remember I was frozen. I, 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 was, I didn't know how to process that. 
And here I am, I almost died, I could have died, and I came home after a few weeks, and I just remember meeting my friends back in New York City, where I'm from. We're hanging out, we're chatting, we're catching up, and I just, I just felt so out of place. I was in major culture shock. Here I am coming from one of the most poorest and violent cities in the world and then the next day I'm back home in my first world country in the comfort of my own home. And I'm talking to my friends and I'm having so much trouble engaging in conversation. You know, the things that friends would want to talk about were the new car part that they wanted or the boss that they hate or don't get along with or the complaints about another person and what they did to them and all that kind of stuff. And I just remember being so disengaged because I was in major shock. I didn't want to live that life anymore. I didn't want to live that life where I wasn't happy. You know, because the ironic thing was when I visit these really poor countries, they're actually a lot more happier than a lot of people I know back at home. It was very ironic, right? Is <laughs> you know, I found myself having this big shift where I go to these poor cities thinking I'm there to help them. Like they need and they must want all these they must need all these things that they don't have. And I go and what I find is that the people in these towns, they're a lot happier than me even though they don't have much. And they're a lot less worried. They seemed free almost. And there was something about that that was so life-changing for me because I wanted that freedom. And I was thinking about it from the poor person's perspective, for example. I was wondering, maybe they look at people in first world countries and go, why do they have so much stuff to worry about? <laughs> Why are they always worrying about these things that they don't need to worry about, right? Whether it's getting a scratch on my car or all these first world problems, right? My phone being broken and my screen cracking and me crying about whatever it is. I'm just thinking about how, huh, I wonder if that's why some homeless people choose to stay homeless. Because they don't want to be stressed out every day, having to report to that boss, having to worry about all these things to pay for. And just made me wonder a lot. And I remember coming home from that trip. After having a gun pointed at me. And I made a decision that day, I remember. I was, I was having that, I specifically remember I was having a conversation with my friends. I was just not able to track. I was just not wanting to live that type of life anymore where it's full of complaints, full of wanting things, not being happy with the life that I have. And I really wanted to figure out what it looked like to live a deeper life. I wanted to live life much more deeply, whatever that looked like. I didn't know what it meant, but I just remember there was more to life, thinking there's more to life. And I wanted to figure out what that looks like. So after having made that decision, I worked as a pharmacist. A few years passed, and I was struggling a lot. I was really jaded because I wasn't finding the answers I was looking for. 
I was cranky. I was depressed at times. And I remember just going to work one day, you know, same day being rinse and repeat, right? Kind of like Groundhog's Day. I remember going into work one morning and I'm starting a conversation with the coworker next to me. And I was just trying to make small talk. I'm like, oh, so how long have you been working here? And she tells me, oh, about 30 years, almost 30 years now. And I'm like, wow, you've been working here a long time. You must have seen a lot of changes happen. You must have seen a lot of things as, you know, uh, medicine progresses and all that. I was trying to spark some exciting conversation. And her response is just, no, not really. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it was, it's been pretty much just the same for you for these past, you know, 25 plus years. She's like, yeah, pretty much. You just do the same thing every day you come in. And she just said it as a matter of fact. She wasn't like upset about it or anything like She just said that's just, she just accepted the fact that's just the way it was. As if like this is the normal thing. And I don't know why I remember that memory so well, but I just remember thinking like, I do not want that. I don't want that. So I came home and I asked my wife, what do you think about me quitting my job? And we go on a cross country road trip and move to California. And just like that, she said, okay. So we did it. We set a date to go. We started saving up as much money as we could. Uh, we packed everything we could into our small little Honda element. And we left behind New York City. And I remember that day we were leaving. We took a trip with both our families, my wife and I. And we went to Newport, Rhode Island. It's an area that's famous for their mansions. They have these little, uh, it's a town where they have a lot of these mansions and you can go look at them and tour. And we were eating at this nice little seafood restaurant there by the water. We finish our meal, we get out to the parking lot and we're giving our hugs to each other, saying our goodbyes. And I'm watching the tears flow down my mom's face because I'm leaving home, her baby's leaving home. And I'm going to be at the other side of the country after this. And I remember feeling bad that I'll be leaving her. So we get into the car and I start driving off. And as we started driving, it's starting to hit my wife that we're saying goodbye to a lot of things. We're saying goodbye to our friends. We're saying goodbye to our family, our home, our community. And she just calls out to me and starts weeping. And that's when it hit me. We're literally stepping into a new chapter of our lives. This is the start of a new journey. And I have no freaking idea how things are going to turn out. But we made that decision. Because I knew there was more. I didn't know what, but I knew there was more. You know, when you make a decision to start a journey of growth, of development, to help get to the next level, whatever that looks like for you, everything's going to feel extremely uncertain and it's extremely scary, I won't lie. And that moment, it was scary. And I remember because of the commitment and the decision we made, we kept going. And it started a beautiful journey of experiences that we never even would have imagined. We saw some of the most amazing, beautiful places throughout the country. And I just remember as I'm driving, 
we were on a nine hour stretch and I just remember sitting there and I was feeling something. I would like to imagine that it was perhaps God talking to me or the universe talking to me, you know, cause I, I, I like to say, I think it was cause you don't know if it's just your head talking, but I definitely felt it. I remember a conversation going something like this, the conversation going, you know, Eugene, for the first time in your life, you're actually giving me something to work with. Up till this point, all you did was complain about your circumstances. All you did was treat me like this genie, hoping that I would just change everything for you magically and solve all of your problems. But you just sat there complaining, moaning, groaning, frustrated, and believing that nothing can ever change for you. But you actually took a step. You made a decision. And because you made that decision, I have something to work with. Up till then, you're giving me nothing to work with. Unless you give me something to work with, how do you expect me to create some changes for you? And I just remember that feeling so profound because to take ownership and make a decision to change, it's scary because you're totally responsible if things don't go the way that you want it to, right? And that was a huge lesson for me around ownership because how many people do you know that just puts the decision on you. They want you to make all the decisions because if something goes wrong, at least they have someone to blame, right? Or how many times have you done that yourself? I've done it plenty of times. And it was just a big lesson for me that day that once we start making the decision to change, that's when great things happen. So I went on this journey and it led to this amazing, amazing next few years where it ultimately went from me having experience doing some filmmaking with this great group called Jubilee Media, having getting to work on multiple projects that have generated tons of millions of views, got to work with various celebrities, and that was a lot of fun. And I remember very, very quickly realizing towards the end of that work we did together that I don't actually like the process of filmmaking. I was in, um, it's just to give you an example, it takes took me seven months to edit a short film that was eight minutes long, uh, even though it generated a lot of views. Um, but I just remember realizing, okay, I don't think it's the act of filmmaking that I like. It's the storytelling aspect. Because when you listen to a story, it's a story about great transformation, isn't it, in an individual? And that's what's inspiring. So that led me down this whole path of trying to figure out well, how do you help create this great transformation in people in real life instead of just the movies? So I started doing a ton of research to try to figure this out. And I quickly realized I wasn't alone, that there's a lot of people who want to live deeper. And there's a lot of people who want to finally do something about it, if only they had the clarity around how to do it. You know, there's statistics that break my heart. You know, 80% of people in the world report being disengaged at their jobs. You know, more than 264 million people globally suffer from depression. And close to 800,000 people die due to suicide every single year. How many suicides is that per day where people are taking their own lives? And it's the second leading cause of death in people 15 to 29 years old. That's so young. People are starting to feel really lost. And it's killing them, literally. You know, one out of six Americans are on some form of psychiatric medication. Antidepressants are the most prescribed and anti-anxiety medications are the second most prescribed. And this was really breaking my heart. And people don't have enough support and resources to be able to help them with this. You know, that day, 
that I made that decision after coming home from Brazil to try to figure out what it looks like to live deeper, to live a life more fully. I realized looking back on it, these kinds of experiences were shaking me awake, shaking me awake, showing me that the reality that I thought was reality wasn't true. There's more to this world than I thought. And I think a lot of us are getting shaken awake in their own way, where you start to clearly see what's actually important, what's actually meaningful for you, and how to make those important changes so that you can live it out. So I started this mission to try to figure out how exactly can we create change? How exactly can we create change? And I realized I wasn't getting it in the things that I was looking at, right? There's a lot of personal development content out there. And it was this experience one after another where you watch or be a part of something inspirational, whether it's a motivational speaker you hear or a cool TED talk that you listen to where you get inspired. And then you're done and then you go back home and nothing changes, right? You kind of go back to your old ways. And that was happening to me a lot. And I was trying to figure out like, how do you solve this? How do you figure out how to create actual change instead of this temporary good feeling and then nothing changes. So after years of making multiple transitions in my life and trying to figure out a lot of things, I eventually stumbled upon neuroscience. And because of my healthcare background as a pharmacist, I was able to understand a lot of the content when I'm reading through these medical journals. And I had this big aha. I realized, whoa, hold on, hold on. When you're undergoing these transformations, it's not always by accident. You can actually intentionally decide to make it happen despite all the things that work against you, right? Things like bad habits, right? Things like our limiting beliefs. There is a way to actually tap into your best self scientifically. And it was this big aha because in neuroscience, it's a study of, of, of the brain and how the brain works basically. It was this big aha where it's just like, hold on, we're born with these brains that is the most powerful piece of technology in the whole world. It's our brains that have created everything that exists in the world today, right? Every, every amazing piece of technology, every amazing piece of groundbreaking process that we've made in certain fields, it's because of our brains. However, we're not born with a manual on how to activate the best part of the brain. So it turns out there is a part of your brain that will help you figure out what your talents are, will help you get clear on what your passion and purpose is, will help you elevate your performance to the best next level so that you can make those changes and get those results that you're looking for. However, this part of the brain is actually turned off for about 70% of our adult life because of things like stress, frustration, anxiety, all of these things that are afflicting so many people in the world is the very thing that's robbing you from being at your best. And as I started studying the science deeper, what's exciting is the science can show you how to develop the skill to turn on that part of the brain more often. And that's when I had that big aha. And that's exactly what I'm starting this show for. I want to share with you everything I've learned. I've seen some of the most phenomenal transformations in people. People who have let go of years and years of trauma that they were holding on to. Years and years of pain, years and years of doubt self-doubt, anxiety. I'm watching people free themselves from this all simply from learning the science and how to apply it. You know, I want to ask you a question today. How much longer do you want to feel out of place where you don't feel comfortable in your own skin or you don't feel like your best self? How much longer do you want to be stressed out, burnt out, 
and not activating that part of you that deep down you know is there that has your fullest potential. So if you've been feeling a little stuck, maybe even a little jaded, and you've been trying a ton of things that haven't been working, and you're still stressed, you're still frustrated, you're still worried, you're still anxious, then I'm here to show you a way that you can tap into a part of yourself that helps you ver get very clear on the solutions and the opportunities that exist for you, all using science. So if you want to make that decision today to do something about it, all you need to do is just subscribe to this podcast and join me as I share everything I've learned around how to activate your best potential. And this isn't some boring presentation with complicated words about science, right? I'm, I've simplified everything. I've taken all the information and simplified everything so it's easy to learn and easy to apply. And this isn't going to be some motivational jump up and down talking where it's like some personal development seminar where I, where I just get you all hyped up. And it's, not, it's also not going to be this lecture type of thing just commanding you to do things where I just have an episode and I just tell you to go meditate more, just journal more. That's all you need to do. We're going to take things a lot deeper so it makes sense for you and it also inspires you to take action. So once you see some of these things that are actually going to shake you awake even more, that's when change actually happens. That's when those results you're looking for will finally happen. So I'm really excited to share all of this information with you. So go ahead and subscribe. And for the next episode, I'm going to be talking to you about the first thing you need to know about how to activate your brain's superpowers, the part of your brain that knows how to find clarity around your best next steps, the part of your brain that knows how to turn on that creativity you have inside of you, how to activate your problem-solving skills, your decision-making skills, so that you can start knowing what it feels like to be in that part of your brain. And if you're looking to learn more, you can always check me out at neurohackingpodcast.com. So I'm looking forward to having you on the next episode, and I'll see you there. Take care.